This is the Supernaturally Paid Podcast, where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hopet. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back, you guys. It's Raven here with another episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. So y'all, can we just talk about the elephant that be in the room when you start to make a little bit of change? The fear of wealth. A lot of us are scared of money. A lot of us are scared of what our family will say when we get to a certain level financially a lot of us are afraid of how maybe our friends will look at us maybe we're afraid of how society you know will look at us maybe we're we're scared of how people will look at our children and you know all kinds of things and let me just tell y'all like growing up in an environment where I was always looked at as quote-unquote bougie and you think you better than us you think you all that it was very easy for that to follow me into adulthood. So it was very easy to feel like, it's kind of dark in here. Let me dim my light just a little bit. You know, I don't need to say it like that. I don't need to wear, you know, this kind of outfit. I don't need to, you know, make everybody feel like, you know, they ain't doing enough because I'm just doing the bare minimum and it looks like I'm doing the most to them. You know, it was very easy for those kind of thoughts to just kind of infiltrate my mindset. And so I remember getting my first luxury car. (laughs) And I think it's a great example to start there because this is now when people starting to notice, Ooh, you kind of getting a little bit of change, you know, before you pull up in a certain car, it's your little business. But then when you get the car and now it's y'all hiring, what's, what's going, you know, need a job, like what's going on type thing. So When I bought my first luxury car, I was very young. I was 24 years old driving a brand new, like not like used, not like, I'm talking about driving a brand new Mercedes that had three miles on it when I was, before I bought it, when I was 24 years old. So that brings a lot of attention because the people who don't know what you do now, they want to know what you do. The people that were saying your little business, now they're asking, can they hold $50? You know, it's like, it brings a lot of different attention. And so I remember for me, some of the attention that it brought, there was just this constant thought of, should I have got this car? Do I deserve this car? Like, I mean, this is really true how the enemy will just try to like seep into your mind and make you think all these different things. And God took me back and reminded me of how when I was younger, my parents used to drive cars that would break down all the time. My parents used to drive cars that would be so hot because the AC is broke. So now we in the car, four deep in the back, me and my siblings in the car and windows roll down, it's no AC or even times where you're standing on the side of the road because you're waiting for a tow to come. You're waiting for a mechanic to come. Like, It took for God to take me back and remind me of how I grew up to just get comfortable with God showing me that I was deserving of these things just to get comfortable because God showed me I'm not bougie. Look at where I've come from. Look at my humble beginnings. Look at how I was faithful and and a believer 
even before God blessed me, you know, with all of these different things. So I think that the enemy wants us to believe that money is the root of all evil. When the scripture, okay, because let's respond with the scripture. When the scripture says that not money is the root of all evil, the love of money is the root of all evil. That is what the scripture says in 1 Timothy. So we have to be mindful because yes, you are operating in era when you've made money an idol, when the kind of car becomes more important to you than God, when the house that you live in becomes so powerful to you that now that you didn't got the house, you don't even go and spend time with God anymore. That's when you've made those things an idol, right? But when I tell y'all, it felt so good to be delivered from what other people think. First of all, I stopped looking at it like when people look at me, they're looking at me with a, she thinks she all at. And I started looking at it with a mindset that when people look at me, they're looking at me with, wow, look at what God did in her life. So it started to change. That fear of wealth started to lessen when I started to tell everybody it was God that did it and not me. That fear of wealth started to diminish when I really got comfortable and, and really got obedient and starting to tithe and starting to give and starting to not feel like I had to constantly talk about how much money I made in the midst of a conversation. Not talk, not feel like I got to tell people the kind of car I drive. I got to tell people the neighborhood that I live in and, you know, all these different things. Like it changed for me when I really started to let people in. Like, listen, this is not me. This is all God. Because that's the thing. When people think that it's all you, they hate it even more. Because <laughs> it's like, what? She did this. She created this type of business for herself. She she got promoted in a company this high, this fast. How come I can't do that? That's when it gets worrisome for those people. That's when they start to try to make those shady remarks that, ooh, it must be nice. You know how they be. Like the, the whole like shade, but it's not shade. It must be nice. Ooh, that must be a good feeling. Ooh, that must be like, these are all the little sly comments that people make. But when I tell y'all, when I started studying the word of God more and realizing that it's not God's desire for me to be in poverty, when I started to study the word of God more and realize what, what he says in the book of Deuteronomy, that there shall be no poor among you, that I've given you the power to create wealth, that you will possess the land that I have promised to you. All these different scriptures in the book of Genesis that he will make my name great among the nations in the, the book of Romans that all things work together for the good of those who love him. And also in the book of Romans in 818 that talks about how what's ahead is better than what is behind. Like that's when it put me in a, in a position where I'm like, this is, I deserve this. This is what God planned for me all along. That's why I can't stand when people say things and they think that they be like talking deep when they be like, I don't deserve this. Baby, I ain't about to say that because the word of God says that this is what I deserve. The enemy is trying to trick you into making you think that you don't deserve something. And what I've learned is that when you think that you don't deserve something, when, and when you say this, it's an invitation to do things that could cause you to lose that very something. So I'm very careful of what I say about the wealth that God has given me. You know, I, I, I speak before you in a position where I feel like I can truly say that I am a wealthy woman because wealth to me is not just about financial things. Wealth is also about the mindset that I have. Wealth is also about how well I know my God, my father, how well I know his hand and what he can do for me. Like 
these are things that's really wealth, you know, to me on top of like wealth in a financial sense. So for me, I'm living my life in ministry, trying to bring people closer to Christ, people who aren't in Christ, trying to help them become followers of Christ because I'm showing them through my life. God did this. You will never see me on Instagram posting a vehicle and saying my business strategies helped me get this. Maybe you might've seen me do that in 2016, 2017, 2013, but now God did. God did. God did. Like that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So I think that we have to be considerate of what God has always wanted us to have. And that has to take precedent over what other people think about you. And also I had to stop feeling guilty for other people and their level of faith because that's none of my business. So if your level of faith makes you think that all God has for you is the job that you hate and the house that you hate and the car that constantly breaks down that you don't want anymore, all I can do is pray for you. That's all I can do and go about my business. All I can do is pray for you and pray that as you continue to see what God is doing in my life, that that will encourage you to show you what he can do for you. But as far as like staying with you in that place, baby, I can't stay there. Uh-uh. I always laugh at that Instagram trend and sound that says, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. That's how I feel about that poverty mindset and every single thing that's attached to it. Uh-uh, get somebody else to do it, baby. I can't, I can't do it. I can't be living a certain way. I don't want to raise my son a certain way. Like I, I can't, I can't do it. And you know, people like to call it bougie, but I like to call it blessed. You know, people people like to, to call it, um, what's another word that they use? People like to say that it's arrogance and, you know, you're thinking that you're better than people, but I like to call it abundance. I'm walking in the abundance that God has for me. I'm walking in the blessings that God has for me. If you see the, the car that I drive, understand that this vehicle that I drive is a manifestation of Deuteronomy 8.18, where God says, I've given you the power to create wealth. If you see how much is, is in my brokerage account or whatever, understand that this is a manifestation of God saying a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Understand that. You know, we have to be very clear that you should not feel guilty because other people don't want to do the work that it takes to build kingdom wealth because it's different when you do it God's way. It's easy when you're out here doing it with no regards and you don't care and you just operating and running your money how you want to run it when you really give it over to God and you let him take full control sometimes it might feel like it's taking longer than it takes other people right but I'm telling y'all trusting him with this with everything as it pertains to wealth is no such thing as feeling guilty because I know what God has taken me out of. I know what I have seen. I know the eviction that I came home and saw at six years old. I know what I've seen even as an adult, things that I have seen. So I'm not going to apologize for God blessing me. I don't think that you should apologize. I'm doing right by the money that God has blessed me with. I think also when we think about wealthy people, that society has allowed us to kind of adapt this mindset that all wealthy people behave a certain way, that we're belligerent, that we're ignorant, that we look down on people and all these. But let me tell y'all how I know a lot of people that are wealthy and I see them giving to charity 
abundantly. I see them tithing. I see them being good people. I see them being kind people. I see them trying to use their wealth to help other people. Like you, you have to be very careful of what you think is a wealthy person, what you think defines a wealthy person. Also, it's about looking at somebody and asking, do those things that they have, do they try to make that define them? Because let me tell y'all, years ago, every time I got a new car, I felt like I had to purchase, post it on Instagram, post it on Facebook, post it here, post it there. Now, I'm only doing those things if God actually tells me to do so. And I'm only doing that because I don't want to be defined by what I drive. I don't want to be defined by where I live. Even after that whole entire testimony about our house, I still only posted our house in my close friends. <laughs> like, everybody don't need to see this. Everybody, and that's just how God led me to do it. Who knows, maybe a year from now, six months from now, he might lead me to open up and share even more. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm following his instructions because I don't want to lead with my money. I don't need people trying to be my friend because they see where I'm at financially, you know? So I think that's when you make it harder to not feel guilty about your wealth because you you have done things, you've made decisions that's attracted people that literally only have wanted you for your wealth. So just being mindful, you guys, of who you're around, being mindful of what you're leading with and feeling ne feeling it necessarily um, like just a thing where you always got to flaunt your wealth because that's the thing. It's one thing to share it because you're sharing a testimony and you want to encourage somebody. But when you're flaunting it, like I should not have to be in a conversation with you and five different times you told me how much your house costs <laughs> or how many bedrooms you got or how much money you got in your investment. Why do I need to know that constantly? I really don't. I, I truly promise you that I'm okay if I don't know how much your mortgage is and how many investment properties you have and all of these different things. So, you know, just be mindful of that as you make sure that you don't fall into a place of feeling guilty about your wealth because the more that, you know, you let people in that are impressed by those things, the more you will feel guilty about that. But I'm, I'm here to tell y'all that there is no reason to feel guilty about what God has given you. He said that we are his children and as his children, we are heirs. So why am I feeling guilty for being out here getting my inheritance? Especially when these people out here that's mad at me got the same daddy that I got in heaven that can do the same thing for me. I mean, for them that he did for me, but they don't wanna take the necessary steps and, and walk in the obedience to actually get it. Baby, I'm not about to feel bad. Because mm -mm. the same way God did it for me, he can do it for you. But have you stepped your faith up yet? Have you stepped your fasting up? Have you been obedient to the job that he told you to leave? Have you started the business that he told you to start? Have you tithed? Have you made the investments? Because I see, I know I done done all the things that God told me to do. I'm being obedient every single day. I'm even being obedient with even being on my podcast. Like, Tatum will literally tell y'all that podcasting was something that I clearly ran for cover from for years and years and years. But this is something that God told me to do. So you're not going to make me feel like I need to apologize for the wealth that my podcast brings in when all I've been doing is minding my business and being obedient and doing what God tells me to do. So I have spoken, you guys. Do not be out here feeling bad for the wealth that you have, the things that God has blessed you with. And I'm gonna drop the mic at this point because baby, it's nothing else to say. 
about it. Make sure that y'all subscribe so that you do not miss out on another episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. I am so grateful that y'all have listened to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. Now, y'all know I love when y'all leave me a five-star review and also share some of your feedback from the podcast episode. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share the Supernaturally Paid Podcast with a friend. Thank you.